1: As a a Jersey representative, (laughs) academics (laughs) is not from there. What is good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily, your favorite podcast, the podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip hop music culture. It's brought to you by Hip Hop DX. And I am one of your lovely hosts who was up early, got the big news, and is ready and excited to talk about it, Asia Sky.
0: And I'm your other host who just found out about this big news, a dub. All right, it's
1: Thursday and the Queen set the timeline on fire, man. I got two words. Beyonce. Renaissance. We got to talk about it. She's finally announced a new album. Plus, we have to get into some of the other craziness that has been going down this week. Academics has been getting roasted on Twitter after this old clip about him talking about underage girls has resurfaced online. On the better side of things, Mary J. Blige is going on tour and Nas is putting out a new documentary. So we got quite a bit to cover. But first, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms. Thank you. You know, we appreciate you. Now, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, let's start off with the queen, man. So this morning, all of these various different streaming sites just put out this black square. That's all you saw in the timeline. There was a black square and it said, Act One, Renaissance, Beyonce. So we already knew what time it was. We knew what was happening. We said, this is not a drill. She already alluded to this. It's that time. At first, I'm like, okay, the album is about to be out. It's out now. Like, let me go run to Spotify. Then when you read the rest of the thing, it says July 29th. So now we officially know that on July 29th, Beyonce is dropping her brand new album, Renaissance. Renaissance. And the timeline proceeded to turn into shambles.
0: Yeah, this is definitely big news because we talked about it last week about um, when Beyonce changed her profile pictures to like, she took them she took them away or something like that. And everybody was like, okay, she's getting ready to drop something. Is it an Ivy Park collection? Is it a single? Is it an album? But um, people noticed that on her website it's listed as like a product listing of the album Renaissance where it comes with like the CD, a t-shirt, and a collectible box, and all this other stuff, a booklet, a mini poster, in the box, so much stuff going on that, yet it's coming out July 29th, and, yeah, like you said, everybody's going crazy about it.
1: Yes, and there's so many predictions going on right now on the timeline, like who's all going to be on the album? Chloe and Holly are going to be on the album. Jay-Z is going to be on the album. SZA, I saw people saying all of these different names. (laughs) And another thing that is just putting fire on all of the predictions. Um, So Beyonce Legion tweeted out that the album would be 16 tracks. So now we're like, okay, well, what type of music is it going to be? And that's what takes us back to the word renaissance. So when you think about a renaissance, what do you think about? You think about a rebirth or something becoming new again, a a rejuvenation of art, culture, all of that. So that was one thing that I was like, all right, well, let me go look up the word renaissance. So when I looked up the word renaissance, it said a revival or a renewed interest in something. That's one definition. And then, of course, you have the Renaissance period, which was the revival of art and literature under the influence of classical models in the 14th through the 16th centuries. So then you have that aspect of it. And then you have the actual Renaissance art style of that time, which is like the specific style of art and architecture developed during the Renaissance period. So when you think about all of those things, I'm like, okay, Beyonce is going to do this, but make it black. Basically, that's what I feel is going to be this album, like Renaissance, but make it black. (laughs) Like, that's the vibe that I feel like is going to be coming from this album. Just when you look at the word Renaissance, you look at Beyonce's history of the, the music that she's been making these past couple of years from everything from the Lion King, the gift album to the song Black Parade to everything that was on Everything is Love, like just the evolution of Beyonce's music this these past few years. That's my prediction on what this project is going to be about. And the, the, re, the revival and the rebirth of her as a person, I think, as well. I think we're going to get more of her personal journey on this. And not so much like, oh, this is my family and this is what I've been going through, but more like me internally, or her, I should say, more like her internally as Beyonce, a certain period of change or regrowth and revival that she's going through. I think that's my prediction.
0: Yeah, I would kind of say the same thing, just kind of based off, you know, it being called Renaissance and, you know, the definitions you broke down. I could see where it is, you know, Beyonce coming back as like a, I want to say a rebirth or just like a resurgence and things like that. Um, But as far as sound, am I picturing like, you know, my lord, my lady folklore music, but in a in a black way? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, you think it's going to be like hey? I think that's what is cuz think about renaissance
1: art. Think about visually what renaissance art looks like. Let me see. Let's let's google
0: some renaissance art. Is it like like a Bridgerton vibe how they bring like <laughs> some of the Popular songs that make it, like, classical or something? or And that's what a lot of people
1: were saying, too. They were like, are we about to be getting some opera on this album? And I'm like, it's Beyonce. You know what you value. You know that's coming. You know all of that is coming. The opera, the harmonies where she's stacking 105 different vocals on top of each other. Mm. Uh, It's about to be out of this world. We already know. But, yeah, like, when you look at Renaissance art paintings, you get those... How would you describe this? It's like, you know, those when you see those outfits on, like, Fashion Nova with all those different angels on them. That's, like, about the easiest way I could break it down and describe it into, like layman terms, like all of those different angels all of those different faces the clouds the abstract looking art you see like Jesus depicted angels depicted you see like huge halls with lots of different patterns and things like that like that's the type of imagery I think of when you think of like renaissance art so I feel like she's gonna be giving us a lot of that imagery as well with this album and with the videos that come with it as well Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I love, love, love this for so many different reasons. Like, bring back these type of themes when it comes to music. Like, I love that about artists like Beyoncé and Kendrick and J. Cole and those types. Like, they have a theme. They they have eras with their music. It's not just, hey, I'm dropping an album or I'm dropping a project. No, there's a whole theme around this that we can get into. And people are getting into it already. Like, I see people on Twitter uh, showing their outfits that they're going to wear to the Renaissance release party. And it's, like, people with, like, frilly clothes on, things around their neck. Like, things people would actually wear during the Renaissance period. Like, and people are posting those pics. Like, ooh, I'm about to wear this. Same thing, like you said, about the Bridgerton clothes. People putting posting up outfits like that. Like, ooh, this is what I'm about to have on at the Renaissance release. It's just so fun and so festive when you actually have a theme surrounding your album and you give us a hint as to what you're going to be exploring on the project. I love it, man. I love it. She does this every time. Her and Kendrick.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, I like the whole, you know when you mentioned the themes and things like that. So I am excited. July 29th, the new Beyonce album, Renaissance. We got to get our our frilly dresses and our gowns ready,
1: Asia, for this (laughs) event. We also got to get our box set because, you know, she has four different ones when it comes to the box set. And there really isn't that much of a difference between them, except it says pose one, pose two, pose three, pose four. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if, like, with the shirt, she's going to be in four different poses like like we said going back to the statues of the renaissance and those um those like big marble figures and things like i'm seeing something like that like but in the shape of Beyonce or her posing in it four different ways but either way those those box sets are like 40 bucks i believe so we got to get a box set too so we can so we can't be left out with our with our renaissance um release party gear cuz i know it comes with a t-shirt as well so yeah we we got to be ready, man. We got to be ready. Next month is coming. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hate to, you know, go from talking about the queen to talking about this, but <laughs> do we call, do we call this? Pe- this is peasantry. This is peasant behavior. So, yeah, we're going, we're going from the queen to talking about some peasant behavior. Academics was catching all the heat online last night for a clip that resurfaced, um, as well as a current clip in which he is speaking on Basically having sex with underage girls and not caring. He's speaking on people or men in their 20s having sex with girls who may not be 18 yet. And then, of course, social media fried him up for it. (laughs)
0: Right. So uh this clip that got resurfaced, it happened, well, it was recorded nearly a decade ago. And at that time, academics was 21. But in the clip, he's like, I said, listen, as long as the chick's got a college ID, she can get smashed. He said, I don't care if she's 17. I don't care if she's 17 and a half. I don't care if she just turned 17 and I turned 21. She's going to get this D. That's on a college level. So that's already crazy to hear. So then after that started going around, academics went on Twitch to kind of talk more about what he was talking about in that clip. And then he goes on to say in this new clip, he says, what I was trying to say is either you're 21 or 20 and someone's like 17. This is only in the college dynamic, right? Right. Because they put four years of kids together, just like they do in high school, I say usually there's not much of a difference. When you're in college, you really don't see the difference, and I still believe that. Now, of course, there are some people who look like kids in college, that's 100%, I'm not talking about those people. So he goes on and on and on about this whole, uh, like the ages and different ages and dating and things like that, but it seemed like he was digging himself into a bigger hole at this point. Because why would you even try to double down on that? Why would you even try to go back and
1: justify that? Instead of being like, oh, yeah, that was 10 years ago. I was wild, and I probably shouldn't have said that. I probably shouldn't be encouraging that mentality. Instead of saying that, you go back and say, oh, that's not what I meant. It was out of context. I'm just saying, like, when you're in in college, you don't care. Like, that's why would you encourage that? Or why would you try to justify that? This just makes no sense to me. It just goes to reinforce the fact that you still think that way. You still feel like that's true because he didn't say, oh, yeah, like, nah, that was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. He was just like, nah, I meant it this way, but you still meant it. So what are we doing here? So you feel like it's all right for a a 23-year-old or a 24-year-old to mess with a 17-year-old if they're in college. And it's just like, like, why is that something that you would even volunteer like you think that's cool you think that's all right (laughs) like it was just wild to me that this is even a thing and people were trying to get him out of here for it and while they were trying to get him out of here they were also bringing up the time where he tweeted out that bad baby who was like 15 at the time um, where he made a tweet about her where he was like oh yeah she got mad titties for a 15 year old so you're fine with looking at as a grown man you're fine with looking at 17 year olds 16 year olds 15 year olds in a sexual manner and I think that's weird and I think that's something that really should be addressed and should be looked at and you shouldn't feel so comfortable to share that online like as if it's
0: cool or if it's all right or if it's nothing it's just weird yeah definitely weird behavior um academics he's been known to like people bring up things that he's said before and you know that people always want to remind people of what academics did or said on his past like twitch streams and you know interviews and things like that so See, Twitter is still going in, like, roasting him about what he's been trying to say or trying to clear up, and then some even admitted they've been praying on his downfall. A lot of people are tired of academics and Mm -hmm. his antics and things, so a lot of people just kind of want to see academics been gone just in a way of, like, getting off of media and things like that, but, you know, he he always going to stay, but if this stuff keeps getting brought up, I mean, maybe he... I don't I cancel culture, I don't know, but it is kind of just disturbing. The got mad titties and the 17-year-old
1: age And that was it. in twenty eighteen. That's not yeah. like okay, they said this clip was from ten years ago, which I don't know. I'm not all the way convinced. That thing looked a little more recent to me, but hey, if y'all said it was from ten years ago, it was from ten years ago. But that tweet about bad baby, that was from twenty eighteen. That was a couple yeah. of years ago. So what are we doing here? What are like this mindset? We gotta stop making that all right. Cause you wouldn't as a a, a parent want somebody who's twenty something. I don't know how old academics is, but I assume he was in his twenties when he said that thing about bad baby. And you like you wouldn't want somebody who's twenty seven looking at your fifteen year old daughter and being like, Oh yeah, she she got the she got them boobs, like that's weird like and why are we why are we just so accepting of this like I know we frying him on Twitter but he still has a platform after being like Mm -hmm. yeah Tyga was messing with Kylie and he was 24 and she was 17 so trying to trying to make all these different justifications for older men messing with underage women and it's just like yo like we gotta (laughs) we gotta make it so this this type of behavior is not all right we gotta make it so people don't feel comfortable enough to be like oh yeah that's fine just just disgusting. And honestly, I, I knew of um that academics went to school or currently lives in New Jersey. So I really had to go look that up as well, because I'm like, yo, you really can't be from Jersey conducting yourself in this way. Like this is not you definitely not from Newark acting like this because this is not how we act in Newark. So I'm just yeah. like where I had to go look it up. Like, where is academics actually from? And he's originally from Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica, I believe it is. And then he went to school in Rutgers. Uh, but not Rutgers Rutgers New Brunswick so I'm like okay bet you're not really from Jersey because I ain't really want to claim him like why Ben didn't want to claim him but I really really didn't want to claim him as a a New Jersey head after this like I did not (laughs) I did not want academics to be from New Jersey and thankfully I looked it up and he is not from New Jersey so we just want to put that out there yeah, thank goodness. As, a, as a Jersey representative <laughs> <laughs> Academics is not From there even though he went to school at Rutgers <laughs> That was that, that was like a secondary Concern after like the main concern of Like oh you think it's cool for, for men to Mess with girls that's not 18 Okay we see you academics we see We see you now with you know Misogyny being so ever present Within hip hop and Within the, the industry that he's in I don't know if it's really gonna get him out of here like yeah we're going to cook him on twitter for a few days and then he's going to report a story and we're going to be right back to it so mm-hmm. hopefully i hope that's not the case but looking at how it's usually gone in the past that's going to be the case unfortunately and it's it's sad until it affects you know somebody prevalent and prominent enough for it to actually get him out of here then that's just going to be he's just going to be able to continue this type of rhetoric on a public forum i guess
0: Right, exactly. So we'll, we'll see how academics plays all this out. We'll see.
1: All right, lastly, let's talk about Mary J. Blige because another queen is out here moving and shaking. She is going to be going on tour, and it's the Good Morning's Gorgeous tour, and she's taking Ella Mae and Queen Nyjah with her. <laughs> No, I go up for Mary J. Blige. I love her. She is a living legend. She's a living icon in my eyes. So now to support her 15th studio album, Good Morning Gorgeous. She announced plans for her US tour on Wednesday, June 15th, yesterday. And you know, she's bringing her basically what I see is her like baby R&B queens with her like I know Queen Naja was directly inspired by Mary J. Blige. I know LMA was directly inspired by Mary J. Blige. So I just feel like it's a it's a good pairing for them to open up for her. And uh, I like the fact that she is still touring after all of these years, fifteen albums in, still on tour.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we've talked about Mary before on the podcast too, of just like how she just you know been going. She was at the Super Bowl this year, and um, she was getting to a little bit of. I think acting or a documentary was coming out about her and stuff like that. And for now to actually be going on a full tour and then bringing up, you know, two two of the hottest R&B female singers, Ella May and Queen Naja, that's just such a dope look. So I'm excited for this tour. Yeah, man. And it kicks off actually right here where we are in North Carolina. Um, it's
1: in Greensboro, so like about 45 minutes from where we are. And you know they got stops in D.C., Philly, Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, Houston, L.A. All of the spots, Brooklyn, everywhere. So definitely get tickets, support legends, and support R&B music.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And more importantly than all, like just support great R&B music. So
0: hopefully, you know everybody pulls up on that Mary tour. Yeah, because we get all the hip hop festivals and hip hop concerts and things like that. But an R&B of this level, Mary, the queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta come. You gotta come out for it. Exactly and like just speaking
1: of longevity in the game you know Nas is dropping a documentary as well so we gotta shout that out real quick too that's Supreme Team Doc and uh, that's the first trailer for it actually arrived yesterday so we are gonna talk more about that on tomorrow's episode but I just love to see legends doing their thing so many years later like it's just the greatest thing ever to see to me for sure you can't deny it alright well that's a great note to end on that is gonna conclude today's episode of DX Daily as always subscribe to this podcast on all platforms wherever you're listening to us at right now also subscribe to our youtube channel which is hip hop dx
0: and be sure to follow us on all of our socials that's our instagram our twitter and our tiktok which is hip hop dx
1: yep you can follow us on all platforms as well i am at asia sky on everything asia is a-s-h-i-a and sky is s-k-y-e
0: and i'm at a-dub on everything that's a-y-e-e-e-d-u-b-b all
1: right we will see you tomorrow to kick off your weekend with more daily news see ya